an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter at The Ask Brothers. Get all our content on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Ask Bros. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. We're back. After a long hiatus, the Friday Ass is back for a one-time special, especially with everything that's gone on this season. I think myself and Corey especially, we just can't be asked, can we? No. no not at all. No. Not at all. But we've, we've come back for a special, and I'm hoping that you will all enjoy it. Joining me is Dan, well, joining me and Corey, should I say, is Potsy. Welcome, mate. It, it's, it's a podcasting legend, isn't it, Ian? You know, he's everywhere, isn't he, this guy? He's on AFTV, he's on same old Arsenal. You get around, Potsy, mate. Yeah, I, I tried. I try, man. I just, I, I just don't have a life. No, I'm joking. I, uh, I, I just lockdown, kind of, mate. Just blame lockdown. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, man. I just this, this has been exhausting, man. This has been boring. This has been exhausting. I'm tired of talking about this football club. But I think there's a lot that has to be said tonight. It's a pleasure to see both of you. Obviously, I have a lot of time for both of you and appreciate you. And uh, I haven't been on the Friday ass at uh, ass bros for months because so, normally i'm doing my show the same time on same old arsenal which i've just finished with russ so i thought i'd jump on with you boys and have a chat obviously we're missing manny who's late as always but um i'm sure he'll jump on because he has a lot to say as well but thanks for having me on scunny no no problem mate. i think the last time you come on the friday house was towards the beginning of when we first started so yeah it's a pleasure to have you back my friend it is definitely a pleasure and uh yes as, as you said manny is running late God knows what he's doing, but when he gets here, I'm sure you're going to love everything that he says. Uh, it, like, it's like you said, Dan, he's got a lot to say, and I, I've, some people are going to like it, some people aren't. But the topic for tonight for the special is, what I've said is things that need to be said. You know, um, it's, it's a case of if you want to hear it or you don't want to hear it, it's completely up to you. But we feel it's things that need to be said, and... Um, I'm going to start with a bit of positivity because I know Corey was telling me before he started is is is, is what he wants to say is quite positive or in in the realms of positivity is that right, Corey? Yeah, statues there. Um, God knows what's happened to him. I don't know if he's fallen asleep or not. There. Oh, it uh, looks like he's staying very very still. But now his internet's obviously gone, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Anyway, I was going to start with Corey because he was going to be quite positive, or he was mentioning he wanted to be positive. Um, or some some kind of positivity, but instead, I think we'll start with you, Dan. Um, tell us, mate, and um, you know what do you feel that you? Well, what do you feel that needs to be said right now? It's hard to sum this up, uh, Scunny, because I don't see one leader at this whole football club, let alone this uh, this management, this owner, this board. Nothing. There's no leaders at all. I think what needs to be said is hard to sum up. And I'm going to leave the fans out of it because I don't want to steal Manny's thunder. So I'm going to talk about the ownership and the manager and the lack of ambition as a whole because the fan base are a whole different story and a whole different podcast. And I think we've done podcasts on Ask Bros before about the fans. But I want to talk about this ownership and this manager and the reason that they don't combine and the reason that the pair of them are the perfect storm. Because the owner has no ambition. The owner sits there and accepts mediocrity and he's happy to allow people in this football club that cannot do their job. And he's happy for them to stay there and leave them to fester far too long. And this is just what epitomizes Arsenal Football Club. The ownership 
is poor. It's never been ambitious enough. There's never been an interest in it. And Stan Kroenke's never made any secret that he came to Arsenal not to win trophies, but to make money. So the ownership is all wrong. But that's not really what needs to be said because that's something that everybody knows. What yeah, I want to do... There's a lot of protests kicking about at the minute. So it's precisely. Not, it's not something so, that, you know, it's everyone knows and everything. So yeah, we, we, well, exactly. we all agree on that. These owners need to go. It's finally something the fan base can unite and agree about, which I'm sure Manny will touch on when he comes on. So we've seen the protests. So now we look at the owner, uh, the, the manager. The manager has never been good enough and I never wanted him at the club. I made that very, very clear. Likewise, you did, Scunny. When he came to Arsenal, I gave him a bit of a free run last season because we were in a mess. It was rock bottom. Rock bottom. Emery had gone and had left some terrible players there. So I thought, let's just see what you can do with these bunch. Get the maximum out of these terrible players. You've got a free pass from me. He came on Boxing Day, Mikel Arteta, if I remember correctly. Yeah, took us good. over at Bournemouth because the Everton game was just one too soon that Freddie, Freddie had taken over, right? So then he came, was about for that. Then he got in charge of Bournemouth and he kind of was a bit of a lift. And I thought... The players needed that. They needed a new new voice. They needed fresh ideas. So I can cope with that. And then we played Chelsea and Manchester United and I saw the team lift. Albeit it wasn't enough to beat Chelsea. We ran out of gas in the first last 10 minutes. We actually turned, uh, turned over a good Manchester United side. And I thought, OK, he can get something out of these players. But he's still got a free ride for me to the end of the season. And then what happened towards the end of the season when he's managed to get the maximum out of it, put a run together, albeit I never saw a style of play, but he actually got the best out of them and got them up for big games against not just Sheffield United away in the FA Cup, Wolves away in the league, but also Manchester City in the semi-final and Chelsea in the final. And I thought, if this guy can do this with these players, if you back him in the summer, you might see that he can turn around something, can be, I don't know, a, a manager that we is learning but could be potentially good enough. Then we start into the season and I thought, the summer, he wasn't really backed. We signed Thomas Party, but that was our big signing. It wasn't a lot of money at 45 million. Gabriel wasn't a huge signing, but it was a good one. And then he just got given Willian Runnison, Sabios again. And it wasn't really enough for me, right? So we start and we get a couple of wins, you know, against teams that we expect to beat in Fulham and Sheffield United, West Ham. And then we play a real boring style of football against both Liverpool and City. And I'm starting to think, I'm not enjoying this football. What What is he doing? I don't understand where we're going here with what our philosophy or style is going to be. Implement a style and stick to it. Prove to me you know where you want to take this team. We see three at the back. We see two at the back. We see four. We then see two in midfield, three in midfield, five in midfield. So confused. I'm thinking, where's he going with this team? And then it was what Corey was saying off air, that run around October, November time where we come off the back of beating Manchester United by playing poorly, by the way, and getting a lucky penalty. Then we get hammered by Leicester, get thumped by Villa at home. Then we lose to Wolves, Burnley, Spurs, draw at Leeds and go into these games towards Christmas thinking, this manager's got to get sacked. And I've been calling out for him since October, November because I was asking questions in September thinking, this guy isn't right. And it got worse and worse and worse. And when I was calling for his head, he forced Smith, Rowe and Saka together in the team with Martinelli out Christmas on Boxing Day. We beat Chelsea and all of a sudden everything's okay. 
We beat West Brom, who, let's be honest, we should be beating. We then beat Brighton, who, let's be honest, we should be beating. They're both down the bottom of the table. And everybody starts to say, trust this process, believe in this manager. I'm not believing it because I'm not seeing a style of play. I'm seeing boring, unattractive football. And I do not understand what the team selection or substitutions are by sticking with Bellerin, sticking with Willian, sticking with Granite Chaka, sticking with Rob Holding, forcing players into positions and into the side, which no one understands, mismanaging players, throwing Eddie and Ketier on as your plan B. This was all a real mixed match for me and really hard for me to understand. But people were saying to me, trust this process, believe in it, it will get better. And the Europa League for me was just a competition of beating bin, man, bin men, basically, in Dundalk and all these players, that were teams that we had. So it was a kind of hard to judge him on. The team selection and the tactics continued. He's brought in players like Erdegaard and Ryan, who were two good signings, but he's not improved the side, in my opinion. And all I hear from people is he, want, he needs to go now that we've been knocked out to Villarreal. Now, two games later against West Brom and Chelsea that we beat, I mean, Chelsea made seven changes and kicked the ball in the net for us to win, by the way. But we beat them and we should be happy about that. Now it's all of a sudden, I think he might have turned. Christmas Day, if the league started, we'd be in third place. Well, when has the league ever started on Christmas Day? And trust me, next season it won't. It will start in August. So I don't understand how that is an excuse to make for this manager improving us or showing any progress. We're out of all the competitions. We're out of Europe. And in my opinion, we are nowhere near good enough as a football club under this manager, players uh, included, to be where we should be. We might finish sixth, we might finish seventh. That is not progress as far as I'm concerned. We needed, with this squad of players, to be a much higher player. And people can sit there and tell me it's the players all they want. This manager is picking the Bellerin still, the Holding still, the Chakas still, the Lacazettes, the Williams, yeah? These players are still playing in this team and it is his responsibility for that. This team should be nowhere near 10th, 11th, 12th, where it's been loitering around for the majority of the season. Hell, we are back in 15th and 16th around Christmas before Christmas. This is not progress. Players like Tierney, players like Gabriel, Pablo Marie, Thomas Partey, Erdegaard, Lacazette, Pepe, Aubameyang, Saka, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli. You're telling me that Everton, Villa, Leeds, West, West Ham, Spurs wouldn't want any of those players? Those players are good enough to get us challenging for the top four. Not in it and guaranteed it or concreted, cemented it, but they should be challenging it, especially with the diabolical teams that have been in this Premier League season, this season, with, you know, West Ham nearly getting into the Champions League because Liverpool have been so poor. Chelsea were ninth until Tuchel took over. Leicester yeah. went and beat, you know, Man City 5-2 and then couldn't go and beat Newcastle. This is how poor it's been. So apart from Manchester City this season, I'd fancy our chances against anybody with the right team turned up. And that is why I'm calling out for the manager. I never wanted this guy. I wanted Simeone, Antonio Conte, Allegri, Ancelotti. I did not want Emery. I did not want Arteta. So that points at the board and the owners, of course. But I look at the situation saying, right, I can only judge this guy on what I'm seeing with my own eyes. And it is not good enough. The tactics and the team selections, the substitutions, the play, the style is boring and unattractive. And I do not enjoy watching Arsenal games because of the style of play under this manager, Scunny. And I think he has to go. He cannot get to this season. I don't think he's going to, by the way, but he cannot get to this season, be out of everything and finish below the top six and keep your job. No. Mate, you're preaching, you're preaching to the choir with me, mate. And I'm, I think Corey feels the same way about the manager as well. As I said before, you're preaching to the choir here. We know exactly who he is. We know exactly what we're getting out of him. 
and we don't, we're not, I'm not convinced. Are you convinced with the manager? Corey? No, what's, no. What's, there, what's there to convince anyone? Exactly. Anything, exactly. you know? And this, sorry, Corey, I'm just going to say, and this, Ooh. this comment here that's at the bottom of the screen, trust the process, get fucked. Seriously? <laughs> no. Trust the fucking <laughs> process. That is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life at a football club, is when people say, trust the process. What? Come that, on. <laughs> but look, that's what, something like that yeah it's just this, this, a comment like that a, a line like that it's, it's it's a way to appease the masses you know or you know by to, to say look you don't you you know yeah look success is it's, it's around the corner you know we're on our way there you know trying to convince people but you, we have to see something we have to see that progress we've been in transitional period since we moved to the emirates yeah it's like yeah. I, I, enough's enough now do you know what i mean yeah, I, I agree with you there, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, there been, is... De there's that, sorry, I was going to say, there's that talk about the Emirates saying we're going to challenge with the likes of Munich, by Munich, and the likes of Barcelona. And ever since we've been there, it's just been a downward spiral. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah, so it's like, no, we, we didn't sign up for that. It's, you know, when when Wenger was showing us that, he's, you know, maybe his best days were behind him, you know, mm. It was clear to everybody. Like I don't want pe sometimes people people say, "Oh, we were really harsh on Wenger," and do you know what I mean? Maybe it's the, it's the devil that you know. But no, we have to remember when Wenger was there. We, we had some horrible results. The football got not great. We, me and Dan, used to talk about where's our style of play gone. We don't actually have a style of play. It's just we just seem to buy players that we, you know, opportunistic buys. You know, yeah. that, oh, okay, he's he's available. Let's get him with no thought of as to what type of football or what style of football it is that wanted to play. Just like, if is that player cheap? Is he available? Then yeah, we'll get him and then try and work it out afterwards. And that's what was happening. And then he was still scraping some results together, but it just wasn't what we were used to. Well, yeah. So, if you if you think about it, if you look at some of the players that Wenger bought, you know, even during them times, there were some fucking terrible players. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and we still managed to get top four. Yeah, because we really? luckily, because luckily we had like a, a Sanchez, who yeah. was was carried the team at times, you know. So we did have that, but we always I mean, had I, that one player who could turn it up on the day. Yeah, yeah, and even now to this day, we're still relying on that one player, and that, and that player changes in this regime for you know from month to month. Where you know we've had a Bamiang, and then. You know, it came to a point of where his contract was coming to an end, and and then we got all excited that him signing a new contract because we was looking at that player as that this is the guy that we have to sort of rely upon now. And then he's had not had a great season. Then we started looking at someone like Saka, can yeah. we, you know, and he's a he's a kid, you know, yeah. and 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 Smith Rowe, and and can we do we rely on him? Never the whole team because for a while now we have not assembled a great team at this club. And then we decide that we're going to take the route of getting a, uh, a manager who, with no experience, but keeping our fingers crossed that he might be special. You know, he just, this must might be one of the next managers to emerge that could be elite. And, you know, and the, all the chatter and the fact that he's worked so closely with Pep and whatnot, we, sort of, we all sort of drank the Kool-Aid yeah. on that one. Not Dan. <laughs> I have to say, Dan didn't drink the Kool-Aid, but I did. I was like, "Hey, you never know. Like, if we are if we are going to get an elite manager at Arsenal, we've the way we've fallen, we're probably not going to be able to get that that type of manager after they've the world has seen how good they are. So we yeah. need to get them early. So I thought, all right, let's try it. 
We've tried it. It's, he's definitely not going to be an elite manager anytime soon. And now his inexperience is really dragging us down. And we're, we're, we're the Arsenal. We should not be enabling a coach to transition into a manager and to, and to accept all his poor results and his, and, and his poor decision-making and at the cost of our success, just so that, you know, he could maybe get better. That's not, we're not that club. No, no, I, I completely agree with you, but um, for, for sure, mate, because it's like, it's one of the things, okay, Emery, when Emery came in, he came in with a lot of, uh, he had a good CV, didn't he? You know, he, he's had champion, you know, he's had championships, he's had, he had three Euro, Europa Leagues on the bounce, so he had, a, he had a CV and he had a, quite a decent CV, you know, he was at PSG before he came to us and he, he won everything but the Champions League with them. So it's like, well, this guy had a good CV, but he, you know, it, it obviously it fell down for him. There's a lot could be said about Emery and everything else that went with him. You know, with the, obviously the language barrier, and sometimes you could think to yourself, Jesus Christ, this guy's not on a, this guy's on another level somewhere, but not not in a good way. It's like, what the hell are these tactics? What the hell have you bought? What the hell are you playing? So yeah, there, there is that, and then when you come down to it, that Eta is, I know there was a lot of talk out there, and I, I saw it at the time is that, well, we got Arsene Wenger when he was a novice. You know, he'd, he'd only managed it to Monaco in, in Japan. And it's like, well, yeah, but you've got to think, during that, it was a completely different time. It was a completely different style of football and everything else that went with it. And he, he Wenger, at the time when he first came in, he had a plan. He knew what he was doing. He had a plan. So he knew what he was going to do year on year, year on year. You could see that progressing to that point you know, during the good days. So you could see that happening. But with Arteta and everything else that's going on with the team at the minute, I just, I don't feel like I can see him having that, his plan, or what we feel, or I feel, or look like his plan, I can't see it progressing. There's no progression there for me at all. You know, no. you, you've got talks of like, you know, like Dan said, you know, look at the players that we signed. Okay, yeah, we signed uh, Partey. Uh, I'm not going to judge him too much, but Partey, he, he has a, to me, he has had a poor season, but it's his first season in the Prem. And after coming from the league, uh, it, it is a completely different kettle of fish. So I'm not going to judge him too harshly, but he has been, he hasn't been great. And then you look at the things like signing Sabios again on loan. Why? We had Maitland Niles in, we had Gwen Doozy, uh, you know, at the time. So we had midfielders there. But yeah, he got rid of them and put them... Well, not make them now straight away, but he got rid of Gwen Doozy. Okay, Gwen Doozy was a hothead. But why not give Maiden Niles a chance at centre mid? You know, there's there's talks around this sort of thing. So I just, for me, I just don't see a plan with Arteta. This is the this is the thing. Like, there's certain, there are certain young managers that you think, okay, give them a chance, right? Because you can see that they, they've got good elements to, to to their game right but with Arteta there's so much flaws in this man you know even just with regards to picking a team and man management and whatnot like how many players has he pissed off since he's come into this club how many we've we've he's been accused by not just by the fans but in the media as well of favoritism you know picking players and it, and, it, and it baffles everybody as to why this player still gets picked up like when they have bad game after bad game after bad game yeah that there's a clear there's something that he's either he's biased or he's not seeing that even us as fans, I'm not a football manager, okay? Hmm. Um, Dan's not a football manager. 
So some people give him the excuse of being inexperienced, right? But it's like, no, because even us, we were the things that have actually worked for him are things that we were calling for ages before he actually implemented them. And Spot we're not on. football managers. So it's like, it's not about experience. It's just that this guy is just a bit clueless, you know? Yeah. And until and until something has, has to be forced down his throat, yeah, he doesn't see it. He's, 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 he's got blinkers on. And so that's a sign of a bad manager. This is what gets guys sacked and they actually never attempt to attempt football management again. Look at like, look at a Roy Keane, you know, look at guys like Graeme Souness and whatever that have tried their, their hand at management, Gary Neville, right? They've tried it and they've done this and they performed similar to Mikel Arteta. Okay. And then they got, and then they got sacked and they have to hold their hands up and be like, you know what? I'm better as a pundit, Yeah, you know, but Arteta, he's, he's lucky. He's lucky that when he did come in and they won the FA Cup, you know, he caught a Bamiyang at a good time, you know, where he was mm. able to carry our team to that, you know, and 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 with the coaching that the, the, the coaching that he has done, he's probably able to sort of just organize a team just to say, like, look, you know, you stay tight to him, position yourself there so that we don't get bad. But with everything else, he has been shockingly poor. You know, our football is shit. It's like our attacking play. It's crap. I never know how we're going to score a goal. I don't know how it's going to go in. I couldn't, I, you know, I don't know who's going to score it. I couldn't tell you, you know. I don't, even, I don't know if we're going to have more than one shot on target in a match. If we don't have one, I'm not surprised. Regardless yeah. of the opposition, we could be playing Sheffield United, yeah? If, if, we, if we had one shot, I wouldn't be surprised. That's where we're at now, like, and this yeah. is where the, the expectations of the club have been brought down. They have absolutely like the own the the board and the owners have absolutely shit on our badge, mm. on, the, on the gunners badge. That's Something that that we used to be able to be proud of, you know, to say like we're the Arsenal, yeah, we're the gunners, yeah. We, it it means nothing now. We're a laughing stock, yeah. We're a banter club, yeah. Teams, the teams, the media, and if they just have nothing but like either funny shit to make, say about us, make yeah? fun of us, yeah. That's it, yeah. Or they, or other teams have sympathy. You know, when you look at pundits like Gary Neville and whatnot, and they, Makai Richards and on Sky Sports, and they sit down and talk about Arsenal it's with sympathy. They're like, how has this giant of a football club, you know, this, you know, that that, that other teams used to fear so much and used to look up to and used to envy, you know, how quickly they have fallen because of bad decision making. It's like, and and we're not doing anything about it. You know, we're not like Chelsea, where sort of like first sign of you know like that we start to fall off we address it straight away we've allowed it starting starting with Wenger and Wenger staying for too long and then right up into Arteta with Emery Emery was like when we appointed I was I wasn't underwhelmed I was overwhelmed I was just whelmed you know yeah. I was like it's, it's just like he's all right but you could when you checked his record and you checked his history as a manager there was success but there's a lot of flaws in his game mm -hmm. as well you know he had a terrible away record with Sevilla, you know, he did get that. He did win some Europa leagues with them, but he could only win at home. That was a concern, and then it yeah. and that that actually turned into that. You know, that turned out to be the case with us as well. Like our our way form was not great. No, well, I was at them games and it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, so he's got he had he had flaws in his game. PSG sacked him for a reason. Yeah, he won some trophies there, but you know, it's PSG. But they sacked him for a reason. They obviously didn't like yeah. what they were seeing. Do you know so, what that caused? Do you know what though, cause right with Emery, right? This is what I always say. Emery got this team into the Europa League final, something that Arteta has not done, 
and got us fifth in the league by one point off a fourth, yeah? And we had many chances to get that top four, by the way. You know, Aubameyang had a penalty saved. Mustafi had uh, jumped in behind Zaha and given a goal away. Tradicak gave away three penalties that year by silly mistakes, right? So we should have got in the top four, granted, and we should have beaten Chelsea because we were the better team running into that game. So I understand that. But that team is not the team now because that team was Iwobi, Welbeck, Mustafi, Socrates, Elneny, Kalasanak, Gwenduzi. Completely different side, yeah? And people mm. say these players were rubbish under Wenger and Emery. These players are not the same players under Mikel Arteta because Emery did not have party Gabriel, Marie, Cedric, um, Ryan, Erdegaard, um, you know, Emery didn't better really players have players. He definitely had worse players. Much than better players. He had worse players. I mean, and people say, oh, he had a, he had a much better team because he had Ramsey. But he had, he also had Monreal and not Tierney. He also had... Oh. I, I don't understand this. Where does this come from, that he had better players because Ramsey and Koscielny were there? I don't this, understand this that. This thing with Ramsey, this thing with Ramsey, some of those, it's like a, it's like a thorn in my side. It's been for ages now. It's like... Ramsey, he was not the be-all and end-all. He was he was no. on the table more than jo- uh, Jamie Redknapp. He was good player, you know, but that's it. You know, yeah, he was a good player. You know, Darren Anderton was a good player, but he was on the bloody medical bench as well more than anyone. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of them things, isn't it? It's like, no, yes, he was good. I'm not denying that. But he was not the answer. He was not the be-all and end-all of everything. People want to bring That's him back. Wrong. Some people want to bring Ramsey and Chesney well, back. Well, we're maybe. going to get into the fans. I know Manny <laughs> was probably champion of the pit, but we are going to get into what uh, we need to say about the fan base. Uh, I know that is definitely coming. But just before quickly, we do... Scotty. Just quickly, Scotty, sorry, mate. I just wanted to say this about what we're bringing that up for was because of Arteta, obviously, he can't get the best out of these players with the, with the new players, was my point. But just quickly as well, on the back of what Corey's saying... I think he when he's mismanaged players, I think he's been terrible in front of the press as well. I think he's so naive and stupid. I mean, we only saw last week. He's they, can you get the majority out of this out of this team? I can with some of them, but not all of them. And then they promote that, and he goes absolutely nuts after the Chelsea game, saying, "I didn't say that." Well, I've listened to it five times, and he fucking did say it. So I don't know where he's coming from with this. I didn't say that. It's been it's been misinterpreted. No, the question was, can you get the best out of these players? The majority of them, yes. Like what? So some of them you can't. No, no, I can't get the best out of some of them. That was what he said. Then he comes out and says, I didn't say that. What I was saying was I, I would not accept anything but 120% out of all these players. So he's changed his truth. He's forgetting what he said to the press. Then he comes out and absolutely slaughters Pepe when he headbutts someone against Leeds. And then Jacker grabs someone by the throat the following week. And he says, oh, I'm, sure, I'm afraid he was just a little bit overpassionate, Granite Jacker. But the week before, when Pepe headbutted someone, it was unacceptable, totally unacceptable. So It was only so a fucking many... headbutt either, was it? You know what I mean? It was, well, it was like a no, small coming together. Against and, him. Yeah. yeah. So there's too many inconsistencies for me. And these non-negotiables, what were they at the start of the season? Play shit and I'll keep playing you? Like, what the fuck is the non-negotiable? Because I see William playing absolutely cack all season and he's still coming on. I don't understand it. Bro. Yeah, I don't he, get it. This is the thing. He talks about like hard work and all oh, these players. He goes, no, no, no. I didn't say that. These players all give 120%. No, they don't. Like we, we play, we've been playing the most passionless, slow, passive <coughs> football yep. I've ever seen. I've ever seen at this club. Yeah? yeah. I've never seen us so devoid of drive. Yeah. You can't, don't chat shit. Don't just because you say it doesn't make it true. Right. These guys, you ain't, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't they ain't running for you, they're not running for a wall for you, yeah. They they are not 
they're not they're, they're not bothered. Do you know what I mean? No. Like in terms of like playing for you, right? I don't really feel like they like him, honestly. I think there's been so much bias. I think there's some players that do like him. I think Jacker likes him. Yeah, you know, getting games. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think William likes him. Yeah, because he's getting he's getting cash in here because he's coming on at decent times. So yeah. his contract must be wicked, you know. Yeah, I think Bellerin loves him, you know, but no, nah, these guys they don't. I see we we're not stupid, yeah. We yeah we're Arsenal supporters, but we see we we watch other teams, yeah. We know how like other players play for their manager, you know, just just through effort alone, even if they don't have the um the talent, mm. you know. We we see what a team plays like and the pace that they play at, you know, when they are passionate about playing for that club and playing for that manager. And we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that at all. So especially that the game against Villarreal, second leg, yeah. You can't oh. get your play, you can't get your um players up for that, you know. Then it's like it's it's either they don't play for you or you tell them to go out and play like that. You tell them to play with the handbrake on, you know, and, and that's not that's not Arsenal, that's not us either. The identity of the club has to start being represented again. We have to get back to that. Let's start with that, the identity mm. and what we're about and what we the fans want to see, yeah. Start finding some a manager and some players to go with to go with that identity, but to be, to be honest with you, I doubt it because that identity we've lost it from from the from the top, you know, from oh, the owners. You know, Corey, 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 trust the process, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the no, thing, man. Uh, before we, come, uh, I'm just going to come off that now, Dan. I know we, we could probably talk about Arteta all day, uh, but I do want to get into other things as well, mate. So I'm just going to cut you off there. But there was one question I saw in the chat. Um, Mike Mertz, uh, sorry, not Mike, Mark Mertz asked if Arteta was still the coach and he had a strong leadership structure above him, would Arsenal have performed better this season? Um, I, I'm going to answer that quite quickly and I'm sure you probably, you two are the same. No, not all. Uh, you guys got a different answer to that? Nah, man, because we've seen him be given players. He's been given free reign as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's been backed more than Emery, believe it or not. Um, Emery wanted like different players and they were telling him to go and get Pepe instead of Zaha and uh, whoever it was in the middle instead of instead of party. And I think they wanted Fabinho. I think they wanted uh, Upamakano, all these players that they weren't given, you know, David Luiz and all this stuff, right? So he's been given eight players and he has been worse, in my opinion, than Emery was without those eight players. So when he's been given strong leadership and structure from above, I'm not sure if the question is meaning more on the coaching staff or from board level. I don't know what he means, but I feel yeah. like the coaching staff could do more, in my opinion, Steve Round, etc., because they're looking at him. And I'm out of times, me and Lee Judges have said, get one of your drips on the line to tell you that it's not working down this left-hand side or in the middle of the field or whatever it be. Like, how are those coaching staff sat there in the first leg against Villarreal and allowed a false nine to happen all game? How have the coaching staff in the second leg allowed for Thomas Partey to be in the middle on his own and Erdegaard and smith Rowe to be playing in sixes, then eights, then tens together? There's no understanding there between the coaching staff and the uh, telepathy of the manager and the players. So I'm with you, Scunny. I, I disagree. Yeah, so do I. So quickly, just because it's not—I don't think it's an attitude thing with Arteta. I, I think Arteta probably works hard, you know. Um, yeah. But it's an incompetence thing with Arteta. So yeah, having having a, a strong leadership above him is not going to make him play Martinelli more. Do you know what I mean he's not going to? That's not going to make him make better substitutions. That's not going to, you know, what I mean, make him implement better tactics. You know, it's not. It's not. 
It's not like, oh, it, 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 coaches like him just get sacked. Like I said, it's not about, you know, what, oh, that he's at a club that really has really badly won success. He's just at a club that's too much for him at the moment. You're, Mike, you're on mute, Mike. You're on mute, Scunny. <laughs> I didn't realise. What I was going to say was, like, uh, before I look like an idiot, um, the guys above him ha aren't picking the team. They're not sorting out the tactics. You know, Quite they're not they're not putting out what the drills need to be done during coaching throughout the week before games and stuff. So, you know, at the end of the day, you got to look at it is, for me, Arteta has failed. You know, we're the lowest we've been in the league for in my lifetime anyway, ever since I've been an Arsenal fan, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who were, you know, say longer Arsenal fans, for instance, who, are, who have been supporting him for longer than me, who are older than me, who have seen these dark days where we were, and you know, we've been amongst the mid table and stuff, but in my lifetime, no, that hasn't, you know, we've never been there. And to me, I want someone who's more experienced as a manager. I want an experienced manager to come in and to sort stuff out properly from someone for it with experience. That's my take on it. I, I can't I can't get behind Arteta, even if he has full reign over this summer transfer window. Uh, he gets two hundred million, you know, for argument's sake to spend. I still won't get behind him because I just I just don't think it'll work. I I want someone better, much better. I want someone experienced. I want someone good. I want someone great. I well, want someone. Well, when I mean experience, yeah, on their yeah, mind. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Someone so, who knows like, what they're doing. Yeah, because I wouldn't want, say, Sam Allardyce. Do you know what I mean? Just because he's experienced. Well, yeah, I, want, yeah. I want someone that is befitting of the club. Yeah, so not another Europa League manager. Mm. You know, unless unless that manager is showing, you know, serious promise. You know, like he's got his team playing way out of their skin, way above their level. Um, then otherwise, no, give me somebody, give me a manager that is befitting of the club who has won things, you know. Antonio we, Conte, man. Yeah. Who, somebody who like we, that. Who we faced in the Champions League and, and, you know, back in the day, you know, and beaten. Like, they they know about <laughs> Arsenal and and what we're supposed to be and where we're supposed to be, you know. And, yeah, we got, we got, you got to be talking about a, a Conte and Allegri, so, a, a Simeone, a coach that has won their a title or titles in their respective league you know not not just made top four not sort of done well in the europa league you know or got to a final here or there yeah somebody that's can that knows how to put out a team and consistently win matches and that has it within themselves that belief in themselves that they want to compete at the highest level and let yeah. that filter down to these players because i feel like these players could do a lot better than what they're doing oh 100 and i think you know when you've got someone like that in you you know, who's coaching you, who's managing you, it rubs off on you. You know, you've got a winner above you who's managing you. It makes you feel like, right, I've got to be 100% here now. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. He knows he wants from me. I have to perform better. So I'm going to have to step it up. It, it just, it rolls down, doesn't it? So, that's, that's why That's why the big teams stay big teams, you know? Yeah, exactly. When, you know, if you look at a Real Madrid or Barcelona, like Barcelona are nowhere near what they were. But so nah. this is probably this is probably the worst they've been. They're still a couple points off top. Do you know what I mean? That's 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 as much as they let their level drop. You know, same well, with Real Madrid. Do you remember Real Madrid we were like that, Corey? 
Huh? Do you remember when we were like that, Corey? Do you remember after Leicester won the league, we were gutted? Do you remember being in mourning in 2003 when Manchester United won the league when we lost at Leeds? I remember that. I remember walking away from Highbury. Like, I was just at a funeral. Like, my God, we've just thrown this title away. Now, we're supposed to be celebrating eighth like it's some form of progress. I don't understand this club. Where the fucking progress. hell are we going to now? Like, honestly. Anyway, just to slightly change the subject before I forget, otherwise I will. Uh, breaking news, obviously, a couple of hours ago, David Luiz is leaving Arsenal, which is great, great news as far as I'm concerned. The breaking news now from The Athletic, the same source, Granit Xhaka is also leaving Arsenal in the summer. Happy fucking Friday, boys. Get Happy fucking Friday. In. See you both later. You heard it. And Whoever's take... listening, you heard it here first. Yeah. Ask Rose the is athletic. the place to go. The Ornacle has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> but but do you know, but do you know that this is great news, yeah. But who whose decision is it? Is it the players? And if it is the players, that's sad. Yeah, it makes it worse. That we, yeah, that it's that's sad that we've got guys like David Louise and Granite Shaka that feel like they could be they could be happier elsewhere than at, with, than at this club. With regards to David Louise, I, I can accept that more if it come from him because you know, he's getting to that age now. His body's probably, you know, breaking down on him a bit. You know, after playing for so long as a full athlete, a professional athlete for so many years, it takes its toll. You know, I'm, I can't turn around and say much about being a professional athlete at all. Really? But no, not all me. Are you a great snooker? Russian shot putter, maybe, but that's about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, as I was saying, like, um, yeah, it, it will take its toll. You know, it'll take its toll on the bones. It'll take its toll on your legs and everything else that goes yeah, with it. Yeah, but he's not retiring. But, no, he's not retiring, but I can understand why he would probably want to leave. He'd probably want to slow his career down so he can have a big payday maybe at the MLS or something like that. So I can get that. I understand that. But with someone like Granite Xhaka turning around saying, I don't want to be at this club no more, I can't accept that. If I, if I was a manager, that have to be my choice. You, out. Not... Oh yeah, okay, mate. I'll, I'll see you later. Love you. Bye. Just, no, that, that we're, we're paying. We're paying players to leave. <laughs> well, yeah, we paid Mesut Ozil. Yeah, will be the same. We'll have to pay him to go. Honestly, this is, this man, is, this is what I'm saying. This is like this is the sad thing about it. Like the players that were here, they were like, "Look, yeah, look, you're paying me. I don't really give a shit. I don't really. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about playing for this club. You know, as it's not. It's not a big deal for me to put to pull on the Arsenal shirt." So I don't really give a shit, and it shows in my performances, and and everybody else can see it. So I've in, the the value of the player had dropped so much that a, that a team was turned around and said, "I'm not even going to give you fifty pence for that player. You have to pay me to take that player." And we and you're, and and we're not covering those wages. Who? Why the fuck would you even give him those wages in the first place? Are you crazy? We're definitely not paying him that. So and this is where we're at. It's it's sad. And I've it's I'm seeing stuff at Arsenal that I don't see at any other club. I don't see any other club paying players to leave. You know, players that were once, you know, someone like Ozo, who was who were, who was once great, you know, fall that low. And 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 he's okay with it. And we're we're sort of okay with it. And there were you know what I mean? people out there who were okay with it. That yeah, was the worst bit. It's weird though. It is weird, you know, that we couldn't we couldn't put him out on loan or nothing. It's just like, look, this is the situation. I mean, to not register him for the for the, you know, it was just it's just I, I've never seen it at any other football club before, and it's and it's all happened under this manager's tenure, and it's like this let this is this lets me know, like, oh my god, like I just would I wanted him gone, and I wanted to sort of put all of this behind us, and all of this weird shit of pay, paying players to leave and stuff like that because we can't get 
any type of form out of them. Yeah. Come on. Let's, let's... And the thing, the thing that makes me laugh, and I think it's going to come on to our next point, to be fair, and I think that's more my point than anything else. It comes on to the fans and what I feel that needs to be said about the fans. And that just sort of comes down to it. You know, there's fans out there who actually turn around and accept the decision to pay Ozil, Mustafi, you know, these types of players. And they accept saying, oh, yeah, he wouldn't have left otherwise. We'd have still had him for another year. Fine. You're paying him anyway. Get him on the fucking back burner and let him rot. Fuck him. Simple as that. You know, balls to that. Why should we be paying them to play somewhere else? No. Shocking. That's like me saying, right, okay, uh, going to my manager or something and saying, right, mate, I'm leaving, but I still want a paycheck. You're going to get told to fuck off, aren't you? Seriously. They're going to yeah. be like, no, get the fuck out. Exactly. It's the same thing. And it's like, no, nothing. No chance. Fuck off. You don't pay someone to leave. <laughs> it's just don't, it, not a professional athlete, like, uh, you know, not in football. You just no. don't do it. This is so and this is what gets me on about the fans, you know. This what we were talking about before, and me and Dan and Manny, who unfortunately hasn't been able to join us for whatever reason, um, we've been talking about for quite a while now with the fan fan base. It's like really this fan base, seriously. What have you accepted? Why have you accepted such mediocrity? Why it, I just don't understand it. I really don't. Dan, do you want to come in? Because I'm getting my words confused now. <laughs> no, mate. I've, uh, I was proud of the fans at the protest. And that's as, about as far as it stops for me, mate. Um, this fan base have given me nothing but abuse for most of this season, if I'm honest, on WhatsApp groups and Twitter and social media for calling a manager out that I clearly don't see as good enough with my own eyes. And now we get knocked out and all of a sudden the fan base are like, do you know what? I think he might be run right, Dan. Nah, man, stay over there. You've been telling me to trust the process the whole of this time. I don't want you to come over here now. You trusted the process. You love this manager. He's the best young coach in the world. You love the tactics. You're excited by the play. You can see progress. You're trusting a process. Why? Because the process I see is not anywhere near where I would be accepting it. And they are accepting this so those fans that have accepted it and it is only a section of the fan base they deserve Mikel Arteta they deserve Stan Kroenke and they deserve to be eighth and out of Europe as far as I'm concerned because that's what they've accepted they've told me that Mustafi and Chaka are two of the best players currently in the uh, sorry Mustafi David Luiz and Chaka are two of the best players this season maybe that's fact but that's not good enough for me to accept so I don't understand where the fans come from in that respect. The other thing I don't understand with the fan base is that we've never quite been able to unite as a fan base. I saw us unite in our thousands on the Friday night at the Everton game to get Stan Kroenke out. There was an understanding on Thursday night last week when we went out that Mikel Arteta wasn't good enough. Now, all of a sudden, we're trusting a process again because we beat West Brom and Chelsea. Oh. Where's this, where's this flip-flopping coming, man? One thing about me and, and Fergus, right? We've both been consistent with different opinions. Fergus wants to keep Arteta here. That's fine. Have that opinion if you want. I've wanted to get rid of Arteta, right? So we've been consistent throughout. The amount of fans I see flip-flopping. Yeah, I don't think he's good enough now. Oh, no, we did beat Chelsea, though, twice. First time we've done that since 2004. I think he might be all right. Oh, um, I quite enjoyed Arteta's tactics against uh, Chelsea when they made seven changes and kicked the ball in the net for us. I think he might be all right. 
Where's this flip-flopping coming from? I don't understand that with the fan base. And the other thing I don't understand is the fan base who five or six years ago when the Cronky Out debate was, was occurring, they were spitting at each other, throwing stuff at each other, fighting with each other, swearing at each other, throwing things at each other. Cannot unite. Too busy slagging off AFTV or Granite Chaka or Meza Ozil or disagreeing whether Wenger should have stayed or not. Whether we should be looking at the Ashburton Army as an issue or we care do you as an issue. Let's actually have one voice. And I saw that on that Friday night once. And I hope to see it again at the weekend, next weekend against Brighton. Because that's the only thing I can say that I'm proud of about the fans is you coming together and united to have one voice. As for the ones on on social media that are flip-flopping and accepting mediocrity, I can't understand that. I cannot understand it. As I said to you earlier, I was in mourning coming second place to Manchester United. I was actually frustrated. Me and Lee Judges were talking about it. When we, when we won the league at White Hart Lane, I was pissed off that we didn't beat them. We were 2-0 up and we drew 2-2. Now we're accepting mediocrity by saying that we are a club that is in a progress of a process by coming eighth in the league currently and by being out of all competitions and losing to, let's be honest, the Villarreal side that I think Everton or Villa could have beaten over two legs. So I don't see this progress. I don't see this, understand this fan base and the accepting of mediocrity and the, the fact that they do not see that Arsenal is still a pulling club. We have the pulling power still to get Thomas Partey to Arsenal without Champions League football who are currently sitting top of La Liga and have been into the final only a few years ago more than we have. We can get Aubameyang and Lacazette here without Champions League football. Kieran Tierney here. We can bring Gabriel here, who wanted to go to PSG, Napoli, Manchester United and Arsenal. He chose Arsenal because Arsenal is a huge club. That's why Simeone and Conti can come here. None of this, oh, we can't get them. We'll have to go for somebody like Graham Potter or Ralph Hassan. Who? No. I don't care if you, I'm not snobby to go and say no to those managers. I'm not snobby to go and get players from Fulham, from uh, Hull, from Brighton. I don't care. That's not what I'm saying. We need to accept that we are a huge, huge club reputational wise, and we need to act like one now. And the fan base have accepted the mediocrity and said, this is where we're at now. This is eighth. This is fine by us because this is just where I expected us to be. If anybody after that FA Cup final win expected us to come 10th or 9th or 8th in the league, they're lying to themselves because everyone was talking about challenging for top four once we signed Party and Gabriel. So this is why I can't stand the section of the fan base, brother. Can't. No, no, no. I completely agree with you. And I'm, I'm exactly the same boat as you, mate. And, and to turn around and to go back onto the manager section again quick, but not go into Arteta, you know, when you, when you talk about this, I'm saying, Oh, we need to change manager. The, the quick question back to you is, who do we get? Who can we afford? We can't afford this manager. Can't. Bullshit. I don't agree with that whatsoever. If we can afford to pay Willian 200k a week. Yes. We exactly. can afford to give a manager 200k a week. It's as simple as that. There's no ifs, there's no buts. It can be done. And this is what's really pissed me off of the whole situation with the fan base because I am I'm just getting sick of it. When you get called a snob, Oh, you've got a snobbish attitude. Why? Because I want better. Because I know we get we can get better. Like you, what you've just been saying, man, we can get better. We can do better. But it's me being having a snobbish attitude. No, it's not me having a snobbish attitude. It's me wanting better for the club that I support. That's not being snobbish. It's like, I think there was comments along the lines of, um, not so long ago, it was Chesney. He's on a free transfer coming up this season. And I got asked the question, would you take him? I said, no, I wouldn't. We're not. It's not 2010. We don't want him back. It's, it, we don't want him back. We don't need it. We were fine with Leno. Yes, Leno's not had a great season, but he's a good keeper. So there's no problem there. 
Oh, but Leno's leaving now. Right, okay. Would you still take Chesney? No. It's not 2010. He failed at Arsenal when he was here, and he's gone to Juventus and done whatever he wants to do there. That's fine. That's I'm fair enough. No, I wouldn't him. take him back. Why should we have to take him back? Oh, but you've got a snobbish attitude. Fuck you. Why have maybe, I got maybe. a snobbish attitude for just turning around and saying no? I, if you're going to get, if you're gonna get a keeper, get someone better than Chesney. Get someone better than Leno. It's not difficult. Maybe you know, now they're on about signing a bloody right. player from Ajax for, for seven million. He was on a fucking drugs ban. <laughs> really? I see that. I don't know who he is though. Do you know that he's on on Anna? I think he's called. I have not seen on anything Anna. of him, but on he's Anna on a drugs. Yeah, something like that. But he's on a drugs ban till February next year. What's that going to do for us? Isn't it? Yeah, nice one. Sweet. Well done. Now we're employing druggies at the club. Yeah, that's going to make real fucking good, isn't it? You know what I mean? Sorry, so, Corey, mate. Go on. No, so just my, my little two pence on the on the fan base. Like, but our fan base, probably more so than any other, it's like I said, all, we've been divided for a while now. I mean, we still there, are, really. You know, there was, there was, you know, there was, the, with the whole thing was sort of, when it was, when things were good, obviously, like, we're all on the same page because isn't everybody, do you know what yeah. I mean? There's, when you when you're at work and, you, and you're at your company and, and you're, the money's rolling in and everything, the meetings are are great. You know, but when things get a bit difficult, everybody's got an opinion of how things should, how you should go about trying to fix it. But this fan base in particular, are just, they're, they're just sheep. They're, they remind me of like people that only buy iPhones, right? It's like, if you tell a sheep to go that way, they go that way. You tell a sheep to go that way, they go that way, right? So with Arsenal, it's like, you tell, you tell that sheep that Arsenal should be, you know, the number one club in the country, they're like, okay. You say that we, you know, we deserve to be eighth, and that's that's the process. Yeah, they're like, okay, they're just okay, okay, to everything. And then when you've got somebody that says something that takes them out of their delusion, you know, of their their comfort zone, of them being like, okay, I, I like being told that I I should support a club that used to be challenging for the title is now mid table, and this other person has something to say, and it's upsetting me. Then they that's when they get upset and they want to have a go. You know, because they just want to live in this world where they're dictated to and they don't have their own opinion. Their opinion is given to them. Mm. Yeah. And so that's what I find a lot with this fan base. I'm sort of like, how are you been? How long have you been supporting Arsenal for? Because I've, I've, I can't believe that it's been, you know, I mean, more than 20 years, because if it has, then what the hell has happened to you? You know, yeah. a lot of these supporters are the types of guys that will come in catch their missus getting shagged by their best mate, yeah? Ask them to keep it down, go up, go upstairs to their room and cry about it, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Sit downstairs and listen. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just, accept, yeah. just accepting of it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? <laughs> just sit downstairs, just listen, wait for it to be over, even offer to make the guy a sandwich and a cup of tea when he's Yeah, done. exactly. Yeah. Just, I'll get you. Yeah. Just accepting of the hurt and the pain, yeah, that's being that you're that you're having to go through because of somebody else, because somebody else ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know. <laughs> but it's a, but you ain't got the backbone to do or say anything about it, yeah. But you want to have a go at people on Twitter, yeah, because oh, Twitter yeah. Twitter is a nice safe place for like keyboard warriors, yeah. But well, like, you don't it's, wanna... it's the only place for keyboard warriors. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, when but when you got guys going down there doing for the protests and sort of you know, and really showing their passion and their dismay, 
at sort of what's going on. You want to have a go. You want to have a go at guys like, you know, AFTV, because these people have strong opinions, yeah? And that mm. unsettles you and that makes you feel like it's, oh no, please don't have a strong opinion. Or, you know, oh, you're, you're toxic, it's bringing negativity. I ain't bringing negativity because I ain't the one that's just, just that's making this club, yeah? Fall from that from the high high level that it was at to where we're at now, yeah. Mm. That's that's not me being toxic. That's the club bringing toxicity to Arsenal. These owners and and this manager and and all this, you know, what I mean, you're the one bringing it to, because with success, we're all on we're all on board. You know, we 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 we're all singing the singing from the same tune, right? But yeah. with with this, yes people are not going to be happy and that's something no. you've got to get used to mm. but you don't but don't take it out on me because i'm lit because i'm because i'm vocal mm. exactly. you know what i mean so you go upstairs yeah and you go and cry and you go and listen to that your best mate shagging your missus better than you ever did yeah <laughs> right but shut the fuck up yeah whilst you're doing it yeah don't get brave <laughs> afterwards yeah and then Go on Twitter and 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 tweet your mate and be like, oh, that was out of order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you, see what you I'm can't, saying? You can't yeah. you can't phone Jerry Mikhail after it's been done, mate. It's, yeah, it's done. <laughs> yeah, just go and cry and be quiet. Yeah, and let and let those of us that have have an opinion, yeah, and do not accept this bullshit. Yeah, say what we want to say. Mm. You see what I'm saying, right? If you're going to yeah, be yeah. weak, be weak over there, and and us over here will try. And and we'll we'll implement our opinion, yeah, and do what we can to try and get some sort of change at the club, yeah, because we're not accepting of this. I every time I see Dan and he's got that Burkamp shirt behind him, yeah, it's a reminder, right? Of that wasn't too that didn't feel like too long ago to me. That's a reminder of what we've had at this club, you know, the standards that have been set, yeah. That's it. I don't care anything below that. I'm not accepting it. No, I, I completely agree with you, and I've got the same shirt, uh, but I haven't got a name on the back of it. I've still got my uh, red current shirt in my drawer. I've, you know, I've, I've kept it with pride, and like you just said, there, it's a full reminder of how the good, what the good times were, and why should we accept shit? I don't get it. Why should we accept it? We we shouldn't have to accept it after seeing after seeing teams like that, and we've seen the players like that. We. You can't accept after that, you know. You, you can't accept the downfall. That you know, it's not. It's not been a. It's been a gradual downfall for some time. Yes, you know, we've been hitting top four. We haven't really been hitting the heights that we could have. Except, except that time, then we come second to Leicester that year. When was that? Two thousand and it was a few years, a couple of years ago, anyway. But we were second behind Leicester, and now it's just kind of gradual downfall again. Yeah. Well, there you go. And then it's just been on a gradual downfall. We've hit fifth, we've hit sixth, and now all of a sudden, we're, we're, you know, you're looking at eighth, ninth, tenth, and you're like, I can't accept that shit. I didn't want to accept fifth or sixth. Why should I accept eighth, ninth, and tenth? No. Yeah, so... No, if you no, want to accept that, if you want to accept a fucking nine, eight, nine, and tenth, like you say, Corey, listen to the guy shagging your missus who's banging the shit out of her, making the fucking neighbours bang on the door because you're being too loud. <laughs> no, you go do that, I'm going to fucking say something. It's as simple as that. And I think the other thing as well is, and the other thing that's getting me about the fans is at the minute is, is I know you're a season ticket holder, Dan, so this is not aimed at you whatsoever, mate, because I've never heard you say this. 
But season ticket holders are telling people, or not all of them, but there's some season ticket holders are saying, you know, if you buy, you know, the new the new kit got launched today, the new Away kit. And there's a lot of talk about it. It's a very nice kit. Even I, I liked it. I thought it was quite a nice kit. And it's a, one of the best Away kits I've seen for a while. And I've just seen, uh, you know, the cesspit that Twitter is and everything else. And then you've got season ticket holders saying, oh, don't buy the new kit. It's going to the Cronkies. Is this, that, and the other. But it's like, you're a season ticket holder. I, you know, if I, for instance, wanted to buy that shirt, that shirt's going to cost me 50, 60 quid, maybe 70, depending on where you get it from. You're buying a season ticket for £1,000. What's all that about? You know, you can't have that. You can't have that opinion. If I want to buy that shirt, you're paying, you're giving them a thousand pound. I'm not. I'm going to give them, I'm giving them 50, I totally 60 quid. Agree. Totally agree. And it's not man. even, I'm, got, I'm not giving them a full 50, 60 quid because Adidas are going to take a cut out of that because it's their shirt. They but, made mate, it. They, I they could produced not it. agree with you more. I and could not agree with you more. That's another thing that's really pissing me off at the minute. And, and it's like, no, you yeah, can't say that. 16, and you can't, and I'm not being funny. Sorry, mate. And I'm not Go being on. funny here. And again, it's not nothing against you, Dan. You can have a completely different opinion, and I accept it. But this is the thing that's really pissing me off is as well with season ticket holders and everything else. I'm on the waiting list. I would be happy to give that position up on the waiting list if this was going to be happening. And I'm more than happy to do that. And I'd be happy to give up my season ticket. But if if shit got real with Cronky out and he still wasn't going out after all these protests and everything else, and I commend the protests, I really do. I think it's great. But if shit got real and shit went downhill really quickly and he still refused to leave, are people going to <clears throat> do the necessary are people going to do the necessary and say look there's my fucking season ticket fuck off and I, I'm not just saying that to season ticket holders I'm going to say that to the people you know there must be 100,000 people on this way and this may be more 150,000 200,000 people are each and every single one of them like I say I'm included on that waiting list and I'd be happy to give that up but are people going to do that are people going to turn around and say right we want this guy out he's got to go there's my fucking season ticket. Mm. I am and, not giving you that. And this is the thing. Listen, I go I go to football for uh, sentimental reasons, not just to yeah. watch 90 minutes of football, obviously, because I spend time socially and I spend time with my dad. So it's completely different. So we, we could be in absolute ruins and I'd still go because it's a football game with my dad. Yeah. And that's the reason I go to football. Where I don't get it, Scunny, is people will say, I'm a season ticket holder, don't buy the shirts, don't buy... But they'll sit there in the stadium, pay the grand for their season ticket, buy a beer, because they all do at half-time, but they don't want to buy the shirt. Mate, I don't, don't let an owner stop you from buying an Arsenal shirt that you want and stop you from going to games. Make a clear message. Buy, buy 16 million people not going to a, ever go into an Arsenal game, not buying a merchandise, not buying any of the food and drink. Yeah, it'll get out. But that ain't going to yeah. happen. By five no. of us saying, oh, I've got the ump, throwing your rattle in the corner and saying, I'm not going to buy the shirt this year. Stan Kroenke doesn't give a damn. No. He doesn't care about that. You just make your, you just lose out. Those five people lose out that season. That is it. That's why I will probably buy the away shirt because it's very nice, like I always do most years. I will probably go to the ground very early in the first game that I'm back there, see my friends, have a beer, and watch the football game in the ground. That doesn't mean I love Stan Kroenke and I'm giving him a load of money because he's already taken his money. He's already got the money. I could buy a 30 beers or no beers. He's still going to get the same amount of money because it's up front. He's already paid for it. And Adidas to get him as much money, if not more, for the shirts, by the way, because that's why they give us £60 million, or whatever the hell it exactly. was, over that period of time. Well, that's so what, that's why you get a sponsorship. They pay for the sponsorship. 
they pay you say right okay you'll get a cut of the shirt sales you'll get a cut of whatever merchandise they sell with the arsenal brand on it but you only get a certain amount of a cut because we're producing it so exactly but this is what i'm saying and this is what that's what i'm that's what i've been really getting at and this is what's really starting to piss me off it's these legacy fans these entitled fans that are going on and on and on about this fucking don't buy the shirts don't buy a beer but you're Fucking paying for a thousand pound season ticket. Do one. Seriously. Yeah, that's um. <laughs> look, that, everybody wants to do what's convenient for them, don't they? You know, nobody kind of wants to take away anything that they enjoy, but they sort of at the same time want to sort of voice their displeasure at certain things. And I get it. Like in terms of, I spoke to you before, Mike, and what just what just echo what Dan said, like football for a lot of people is a sociable thing yeah. you know that on the weekend something they look forward to they had to go to the bit they go to the pub have a beer just getting I mean, out of the house up, yeah getting out of the house catching yeah. up you know with their mates and family and, and whatnot so i get that you yeah. know what i mean so dan does what he dan does in terms of like dan's got a platform you know so dan can voice his opinion yeah, yeah. And, and and he knows that you know a few thousand people are gonna are gonna hear it you know, and then that, and then those thousand people then would take what Dan says and talk to their mates and whatnot. Yeah. And that's how, that's how movements are created. So Dan doesn't need to do anything else really, because yeah. he's, because not many people are on here, oh. like on with, you know, podcasts and talking to this many people. Okay. But for all the other people that are not on this platform and, are, and, and are jumping up and back down and whatnot, you know, they have to know exactly what it is that they're going to do. That's actually going to make a difference. Yeah. Hmm. So if you're not willing to like give up your season ticket, all right, shut the fuck up about it. Then don't talk about football shirts and stuff like that then. Yeah. Because if you're telling you that you're not willing to make no sacrifice, then don't start telling people about the sacrifice that they should make, you know, with regards to Arsenal or merchandise or money or whatever. The, forget money like you're not gonna unless, unless it's like a, a, you know everybody doesn't buy a season yeah. ticket you're not gonna hit them where it hurts no, with, exactly. regards to, with regards to finances okay and definitely that's not why, with that's shirt why, sales yeah that's why I was saying it's like you've everybody's got to be on point you know you can it, you know ev every single person's got to do the necessity in that everyone's you know, got to everybody's got a thingy and this is what i was getting at and dan i'm not having i'm not digging at you mate because you're a season together or anything like like i say nothing against you mate uh so if you come across as i apologize it was nothing to do with that it was more uh other people like you like for instance like i said you've you've got your platform you talk you've got you go and say more arsenal and everything else so you're you're doing your bit and i fully understand that but like Corey was saying there's then um, people out there who like to pipe up but are not willing to do their bit. Exactly. And, that's what I'm getting at. and the and the thing is with with, with regards to you can look at like a, a support base for, for a football club like it's a country, yeah. Mm. So, you know, when a country typically was colonized, you know, they uh, that 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 country that was doing the the colonialists will go in there and destabilize that country, right? And would, that would be divide and conquer. Right, so they would make sure that they were never on the same page about things. They will make sure they will implement differences between those people, whether it be religion, culture, whatever. Yeah, and then that day would be a division within that country, and then that country would never come together and rise up and fight the power. Mm. Yeah, 
And so when you look at Arsenal and what we're talking about, the fan base and the division between the fan base, if you can't get everybody on the same page, yeah, then it is a divide and conquer thing. And then and the owners win because they're still yeah. taking money from the club. The fans are still going to turn up. You know, they're still going to buy that beer. You know, they're still going to they are going to buy that shirt and whatnot. So it's like that's not that's not that's not what's going to change anything. You know, you can do the protest, and I do like the protest because it's covered by the media, and it only does take a couple thousand of people to to do it to actually be heard. So I I would love it if like the fans kept that up, you know, and then if more fans did get involved because you can still protest and keep your season ticket and buy a shirt, and you could still make a difference. And we see, I think we're seeing that like at Man United, like the coverage that that got, you know, from here to like America, you know, it's, it has weakened. The Glazers position. And if they were to keep that up, I would feel confident that the Glazers would, would sell up if a buyer came in. Same with Arsenal. You're on mute, uh, mate. <laughs> uh, I'm on mute again, yeah. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. And finally joining us, you know, a bit late like is Manny. Welcome. You finally got here. He's, He's on, on mute. mute. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's on mute as well. <laughs> he just logged in and went toilet. Is he here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> well, no way. An hour in and he's still not oh, no, here. Is, here. Is, 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 is he here? Oh, so nice no, no, not very. We can't hear you very well, mate. man. Underwater, bruv. All right, give me one second, man. Let me fix my mic and I'll be back. Give me one second. No problem, mate. No problem. All right, no worries. <laughs> you get seeing <laughs> Now, you know what, though? Just quickly while he's doing that. You know what? The... I don't take offence to any of that, Scunny, you know me. But when it comes to the actual season ticket situation, there are different reasons that people go to football. Oh, yeah. The ones that the ones that we have are talking about are the ones that are the sit there quietly, you know, cheer on their team, be a good fan, have no sort of, you know, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Toxic positivity is the word two words I'm looking for that me and Russell Hogg use all the time. You build positive, you sit there and you be a good fan and you cheer for your team. That is toxic. That is as toxic as being negative, in my opinion, because not only are you accepting mediocrity, you're telling the Cronkies you are very happy with Chaka and Louise in your team, with eighth place, and with being out of all competitions come February. That is not what we are supporting this football club for. And the people can say, we've had bad seasons before, you know, in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, but we didn't go to the Emirates in the 70s and 80s to compete with Barcelona and Real Madrid, did we? <laughs> yeah, we were at Hybrid competing. I want around in, in the 70s. Domestic... <laughs> well, exactly, neither was I. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm getting at is in the in the Emirates era, we are supposed to be, are we not, competing with the Bayern Munich, Real Madrid and Barcelona. That was the dream we were sold. They wasn't sold that dream back in the 70s and 80s. So you can't compare it to that. We have been sold a complete and utter dream. And in 15 years, it has been nothing short of shambolic mate, if I'm honest with you. And that comes from the top down for Cronky, Stan and Josh, the board members, the guys that have left, by the way, that don't get away with it. Sven Mislin Tat, who was apparently supposed to be this absolute god in terms of scouts. And apart from Aubameyang, he got every single other one wrong, didn't he? Mkhitaryan, Socrates, like, oh, awful players, some of them. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously Raul Sanlehi, and we all know what happened with him. Vinay van Kartstrom, what does he do? No one's been able to tell me. I can tell you right now, the last five years that everyone's been scratching their head saying, what does he do? He's been trying to sort out European Super League. <laughs> That's what he's been trying to do. Yeah. So you look at the situation. Well. <laughs> yeah. 
it has been it is every single level there's been problems bloody what was his name chips bloody keswick he was a nightmare we've got dinosaurs on the board like bless them ken fryer lord parish of peckham they've all done their jobs but now they are dinosaurs and they need to be removed and somehow we need to remove this ownership and whether that is a bid that comes in from a billionaire whether that's a fans sending a message i don't care but we are going nowhere quickly under this guy and um it doesn't matter who's in charge what players we have what ownership we have what board we have we all need to try and unite to be on one page and that's been very proven very difficult to be honest with you which uh is something we've been saving for manny to be fair but i don't know if he's back with us now no nope <laughs> <laughs> that was answered quickly no <laughs> yeah no not at all no just look like Sport is no longer sport. It's 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 business. Yeah, yeah. It's not just football. It's just, it's across the board. You know, we've got all these like new owners and investors and whatnot that you know they see like it's a way to sort of make a buck. So and that's where we're at. So they the the sort of the same the passion and stuff that we used to get from from owners back say like you know in the eighties and nineties, those days are gone now. You know, mm. so we're, you know, I think, you know, in regards to owners that just want to win badly, it's like they're, they're few and far between these days. You've got like an Abramovich who, you know, sort of just with Chelsea, he's, he he bought that club and invested a lot of money. And you just sort of, you thought to yourself, when are you going to see return on that? Because you spent a lot, but he wasn't, it wasn't about return for him. It's just like, he was just like, he's a billionaire and he wanted like a billionaire toy. Like he wanted something that it's like where we and you will watch Arsenal but we can't really do nothing about it in terms of recruitment. He wanted to be a fan of a club and have the say in terms of who comes to the club. And, you know, he was told them to go out and buy his favorite players like Shevchenko and things like that. So, you know, some of the, some of the buyers that have come to Chelsea have been from him, not from a scout yeah. or whatever. Just was like, I like that player. I want Torres and Shevchenko. Yeah. Like you say, they were too. Yeah. You got to think Abramovich got it wrong at times. He yeah. Wrong, but, he's, but, he's, but, but his heart, his passion. Well, yeah, his, I know his, he's saying his passion. Like I say, his, his whole thing ambition. wasn't, you know, without fault. You know, he got it, he got it wrong no, at times. No, you know, everyone's he, gonna, everyone's gonna get it wrong. Like exactly. every well, big, yeah. Man, City, point, Man City, Man City, have got it wrong. Do you know what I mean they haven't won yeah. won it every year? They've they've yet to win the Champions League. Looks like they're gonna win it this year, but they've yet to win it despite all of that investment. They have got it wrong. Still a chance that they might not even win it this year. No, but they, you know, they want to badly. You know that. That's that's the thing you get from the club. I, you know, without even without me or you personally talking to the owners, yeah, you know they badly want to win it. You know that the PSG owners badly want to win the Champions League. Yeah, Mm. not not because of investment, not because of they because they want to get the prize money, but they want that prestige for the club. Yeah, and that's and that's what we don't have. We don't have an owner that wants that prestige. He doesn't want a prestigious club, you know. He, he, no, he just... he he I'd rather have 15 made. managers, mate, and 15 trophies as opposed to one manager and one trophy in that 15-year period. If you're not, if I don't care about the sacking managers, like Roman, Roman Abramovich is the perfect owner, in my opinion. Yeah, even more so than Sheikh Mansour, just for the pure fact that what he has done has always been at Chelsea's best interests. It doesn't matter that Frank Lampard was one of the biggest, if not the biggest legend at the club. He sacked him because he wasn't good enough, because he has ambition to win stuff at Chelsea. And now look at that decision. <laughs> They're in a Champions League final, an FA Cup final, and pretty much nailed on top four. They were ninth, one point in front of Arsenal at the time. Yeah, that's what that, that guy does. 
He wins yeah. stuff with Chelsea because he has the ambition. And that's what we do not have is the ambition. We might spend money. Hell, we've spent a lot of money. But we have spent it on absolute dross like Mustafi and Chaka and David Lewis and Williams and players like that because we've got an owner that doesn't care what the people do with the money. He is more than happy to just sit there and take the money that they're earning on it. And I think they will sell, but it needs to be for the right price. This guy at 1.5 billion, I don't think they do that. I think someone needs to come in with nearer to 2 million um, for them to even think about it. So I think it's probably going to take about 2.5. Mm, yeah, look, that's a, that's a that's a starting bid in business. You yeah. never, you know, you're never going to go in with <laughs> no. your you know your highest well, bid. So that's a starting that, bid. That's the other thing, Corey, as well. You know, when it was talking about fans and stuff, and I turned around and said this this whole uh, thing about one point eight million, uh, one point eight billion coming out. You know, as I say, you know, I I said to people, it, it's a negotiation. You've got to start somewhere. Of course, you're going to lowball it. It's mm. like when you're buying a second-hand car. That second-hand car's up for a thousand pound, for instance. You're gonna go in and say, "Sure, oh, I'll give you five hundred for it." Now, you know that you're the, you know you're gonna get told to ram it. You know it's yeah. like, but that's yeah, how the negotiation starts. Exactly. It's like, okay, okay. How much do you want for it? And then you're like, okay, I want, yeah, I won't accept anything less than eight hundred. It's like, well, well, I'll give you seven. <laughs> that's mm. how it works. The thing, like, you, they might, you never know. They might sell when they when they came into the club and bought. They were we were a Champions League club. Yeah, mm. we was getting Champions League money. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, we're firmly <laughs> a Europa League club, you know, with no real strong signs of getting back into the Champions League and being there on mm. a regular basis. So you have to think about the, you know, the income is going to be a lot less. And then we've had a pandemic as well. Yeah. Mm. So they've, you know, in terms of the income of Arsenal, it's, it's been dropping. It's been dropping and dropping. And even with the fans coming back and whatnot. Champions League football still still feels unlikely at this time. So with that, their projection, they might look at their projections, you know, in the next sort of few years and be like, actually, no, wait, let's cash in now. Yeah, well, let's, and we can and we can we can hope, you know. Hope. Right, Manny, we've got you. Are you in? Yes, yes. Can you man hear me? We can hear you. We've finally got you. All right. Sorry, I'm late, man. Sorry, but it's been it's been a crazy day, bro. It's been a crazy day, man. What's going on, man? It's been a while. It's been a while. How you guys doing? I'm all good, Sweet. mate. I'm all good. All good, Sweet, man. Bro. Sweet. All good to hear your I, voice, man. Yeah, but I'm gonna have to catch up on the discussion, like on the back end of this, man. So, so what what are we talking about, man? Uh, well, it's just a, a, a mix, on it? Everything. Know? Yeah, I think the, the, what what Mike said was just like have your say, say what you need to say about Arsenal this season. What's your thoughts? So you could just take that and run with it. I think. You know what? What I think about Arsenal this season is what I've been thinking about them for the last fifteen years. You know, a sorry excuse for a big club keep making the same mistakes, keep making the wrong appointments, keep you know just wasting money on trash. We've got fans, instead of uniting and coming together against a common enemy, you dickheads decide to turn on each other, right? And I don't understand it. So, you know, we ask ourselves, what did the board want? Do they want to be successful or do they want to make money, right? I want to ask the fans, what the fuck do you lot want? Do you want Arsenal to be back where it was? Or do you want the same trashy, mediocre crap that we've been watching for the last 15 years? Yeah, I, I'm genuinely asking this question because I don't understand how one minute we're screaming about the Cronkies, they've taken the club, and they, they've, they've turned it into crap. And then the next minute, turn on each other. 
Oh, it's a TV's fault. It's this person's fault. It's that person's fault. Listen, I'm always going to point at the fans. Always. Because for me, the execs are, you know, they're, they're protecting. Nobody really sees who these people are. Nobody really knows what they do. They don't care about Arsenal. Not really. The only people that really care about the club, apparently, is the fans, right? So why can't you come together? When I saw this protest take place, yeah, Pots, you know exactly what my opinion was immediately. You dickheads. Five <laughs> years. Five years. Yeah? So when I went to the original, the original protest in 2016, you know the, the time for change. Do you know what I got? Abuse, spat at fellow fans. Yeah? Because I had a difference of opinion. Now, five years later, you don't want to wake up. Now it's too far because now, you know, there's this super league that's coming to play. So Arsenal losing 8-2 wasn't enough for you dickheads to wake up. <laughs> Arsenal being embarrassed in Champions Leagues wasn't enough to wake up. Except that the Granit Xhaka's and the David Luiz and the, the Hector Bellerins, all these trashy shit players. Like, listen, what is it going to take for you not to wake up? Why did it have to take a super league, like an idea, for you not to wake up? Was it the reality enough? Right? Finishing fourth, everybody's celebrating. Yeah? Finishing above Tottenham now. Now that's the level. Do you see how embarrassing that is? But a fan like myself, who actually wants to see Arsenal back to where it was, I'm the one who's being abused. I'm the one who's got to take flack. Yeah? I'm the one who's got to, like, read the stupid, shitty comments from dickheads who don't even know about the game. No, we must... We, listen, I'm, I'm not even going to go into that. My point is simple, man. And you can hear it in my voice. Fuck this damn club. Yeah? <laughs> Fuck this club. And I'm, just, I'm saying it proudly. You know why I'm saying it? Because I'm asking every single fan, you boys included, what have you been given in return for your loyalty? In the last 15 years, what have you been given? Well, yeah? what do we get? What do we get in them packages? There's a beanie app, a pair of gloves... A face mask recently. <laughs> you know, that, that's all we've been given is loyalty. That's where it is. Yeah, that, that's, that's the receipt you get for loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, remember, we were meant to be competing with Bayern Munich, losing 10 2. Yeah. You don't show up against Villarreal, but you want to go away to Stamford Bridge and win 1 0. You pricks, when it mattered, when it really mattered. Look at the last 15 years. Europa League final. Yeah. Leicester. Look at the embarrassment. But that wasn't enough for Arsenal fans. That wasn't enough. No, it wasn't. A stupid European Super League is why you lot woke up. And you don't want to talk to me about, what was it? What's that stupid campaign called? We care, do you? Fuck you lot. <laughs> yeah. No, um, fuck you lot. If anyone knows me and Manny or anything you. else who've watched us before, me and Manny have been saying, we care, do you can fuck off for a long it's time. It's coming back. It's coming back, <laughs> according to Fergus. Coming, coming back. back. Oh, get the what? fuck out of here. Coming, coming back to do what exactly? Coming back to do what? Right? Fuck knows. What that was, what that was, was a popularity contest for everybody in that stupid little clique. Yeah? You've got tiny little balls and, and skinny little arms. They want to feel big about themselves. We care, do you? Look, we got the board to, we got all these signatures. Then what the fuck did you do? Nothing. Nothing. Time Pepe and the fucked off. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Pepe, Pepe was enough. To be excited and that was it. That was enough to shut up. Unbelievable. Do you see, do you see what I'm saying? Mm. It is so easy to divide this fan base. Yeah? 
because we were told for years we'll be competing. We have to go through this, but when, but really and truly, we really didn't. Lied to, made a fool of. But what do we do as a fan base? Turn on each other, make it easy for the powers that be to really fuck us over. Yeah, all of these shiny new toys that we've been given, the Pepe's, the Arteta's, all of these people, right? We've been told that this is the dawn of a new era. What era, bro? What, what have we seen? But Arsenal fans, what do you do? One protest, and then you disappear. Nothing else. Take the criminal element out of it, yeah? All of the criminal element out of it. What United fans did, yeah? Shut down that game. Is more than any Arsenal fan will do in the league. Arsenal never had the balls. They don't have the balls. No, we don't want to stop the game going ahead. But we don't want the Cronkies to be at the club. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? Because if it means that we don't play against, if we don't play the North London Derby, right? The next 10 North London Derbies, but the Cronkies will be out in five, don't play the next 10. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Because at what point, like, listen, I, I, I've been ranting for so long like, because obviously I've been late. I've got so much going on in my head. But really and truly, the one sentiment I have yeah, is fuck this whole club. <laughs> really and truly, fuck them. Because they've done nothing but given lies and misery, mistakes upon mistakes. These are meant to be professionals. Yeah, we're being told that we can't sign these players, but you go and sign David Luiz for 10 million pounds, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> so true man. I'm, I'm sick of saying the same things I said it earlier I am not coming back on a damn podcast platform if I'm going to be talking about the same shit I've been saying it for too long I'm sick of it I'm sick of saying the same shit and what's even funnier to me is the same people who were cussing me for saying this you know a few years ago now they're jumping on the bandwagon where the fuck were you lot yeah man where were totally you lot you know what I mean? Now you want to be angry. We're I now. cannot argue with you. I cannot argue with you. And that's a good We're point. Now. That's a really good, good point. I forgot about the Man United, uh, you know, the protests and everything else like that. You know, is it is it unreasonable to want Arsenal fans to do that? Not the criminal side of it, but to, you know, to stop the game. They would uh, never do that. Wrong. They would never do that. Never. Never. It's easier to go and fight Robbie from AFTV than it is to stop a football match, according to Arsenal fans. Don't boo the team. Don't boo Mustafi during the freaking preseason friendly when he shit. <laughs> I remember that. Do you, what, do, you, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? So I remember being told very, very, very clearly, right, that my idea of emptying out the stadium was too radical. Right? It was too radical. It was too far. Yet five years later or four years later, whenever this comment was made, you idiots decide to show up in your thousands during a pandemic and that's not radical. But that's <laughs> not radical at all. There's no issues with that. Yeah? But when we were talking about it's time for change and we really wanted to, to change shit when Crunky was sitting at the stadium, what did you idiots go ahead and do? You, I'm so sick of you lot, man. I've had enough. I've had enough. Whoever's oh. listening to this, right? Whoever's listening to this, right? Takes umbrage of what I've got to say. You can't find me anyway, so go fuck yourselves. I'm sick of you, man. 
<laughs> so true, bro. So true, though, man. What no, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Facts, mate. This is I 15 years. 15 years. Yeah? You mean to tell me I've come from year 10 to be the grown man and pay my own bills and Arsenal still making the same fucking mistakes? What are you trying to tell me here? <laughs> and oh. I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to support no matter what. I already said this on another podcast, man. I love this football club to death, but fuck you. Because you're giving us nothing but misery, being made a fool of, a laughing stock. Yeah? Winning tiny little FA Cups. Meanwhile, fucking silicone. You've got silicone United in the freaking finals, man. The City and fucking Chelsea. Come out of nowhere. Money out their asses. Going to Champions League finals. Manchester City will potentially win a Champions League before Arsenal Football Club and you lot are expecting me to be happy. I'm supposed to support and say nothing. Don't criticise. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah? Where did I get you? Where's that got you? Nowhere. You see Xhaka every week. You see David Luiz. You see, listen, at some point, Arsenal fans are going to have to take ownership for, what, for the part they didn't play in getting these people out the door. Be made a fool of, and still to this day, 15 years later, you refuse to wake up. Well, keep going. Keep going to the Emirates like sheep. You keep doing what you're doing. Pots, I'm not even involving you in this one. We already had this conversation. I'm talking about the ones that go and support, but then they come on the fucking, on WhatsApp, and they moan and bitch and complain. Well, what did you do? What did you do? Jesus Christ. I'm uh, done. It's pretty much what we've been saying most of the night, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he just echoed our sentiments exactly. You, you summed it up in like 15 minutes, mate. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, took us an hour and a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it took, yeah, that's, it took that's us over an hour to sum it up, and you've come and done it in 15 minutes. It's been brilliant. <laughs> but that's because you lot have been trying to flesh it out while I'm trying to get my shit together. So, yeah, that's listen, true. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I didn't even expect you not to still be live, but I'm glad that you are. Because this is the last I'm, t- I'm saying about this, man. This is the l- I don't care who's watching. I don't care who is listening. This is the last of it. I refuse to come back on a podcast like this and then run my bloody head against the wall because this club refused to wake up. Yeah? Yet again, the Bamayang captain, the same mistakes. Man, David Luiz, we didn't learn from Skilachi. You know what I mean? We never learn. Can I just clarify quick, Manny? When you say a podcast like this, there's only one Friday Ask Me, and we're the best. So it's you know we're not putting this I mean, podcast down, <laughs> bro. I mean, I mean any podcast, period, brother. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so damn tired of saying the same shit. When I first appeared on the podcast, right on Guns, go back and listen to it and tell me, has any of the things that I've been saying changed at all? None of it. None of it's changed. But yeah, keep on supporting. Keep on singing that dumb we hate Tottenham song every fucking game. That's really going to change things at this football club. Yeah? That's really going to make a difference. Man, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of everything to do with Arsenal at the minute. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear anything. Come back to me when things actually start to change. Because I'm sick of it. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about my opinion. I don't care. I'm not going to put myself you... through this shit to watch these lot, these overpaid bastards wear that beautiful shirt and make a mockery out of it. Go ahead, Manny, Pastor, what, what you... are you going to say, bro? 
No, go on, bro. I was just going to bring you in because like, this yeah, is yeah, a, go on, a go silly, ahead, man. silly question for me to ask because I know the answer, but I just think it's important. What do you want to see happen? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, come I'm on, serious. Man. What's because, we... Really? Because I think it's important because there's so much to happen. I just feel like realistically, what what are we expecting now, I suppose, is more the question. Expect nothing. Expect nothing. Don't expect anything. And, and hope you're surprised by something. Yeah? Hope that the takeover bit is actually real. Hope that all these fantasies and these deluded arsonists are actually going to fuck off out the club. Yeah? These people that keep telling you this is how you're supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to support. Believe the fantasy that these people are leaving the football club, bro. Keep believing it because you need something to hold on to when it comes to these lot. Really, the expectation, expect nothing. I don't want to be in Europe next season. Let Tottenham have it. They're going to be in that Europa Conference shit anyway. Let them have it. Let them have it. Don't go to Chelsea and win. What's the point? Finish ninth. That's what you deserve. What the hell are we, do- are we doing in the Europa Conference? We're going to lose that too. So what's the point? <laughs> expect so true, nothing. Man. Expect nothing from Arsenal Football Club because in the last 15 years, we've expected so much and look what we've got. Ninth. West Ham finishing above us. Everton spending money in the right places. Meanwhile, look at what's happening at the Emirates. Fuck me. There's people that have got probably better footballers than me. Has there ever been a club where a set of owners have come in, right? Been the shit but then turned it around? Or has the change always come from a change of, of, of ownership? It's got to come from a change of ownership, man. The impetus mm. from the top has got to change. Because I, I can't think of any. Like, I can't think of where someone's like, oh, started off no. shit, everybody hated them, and then they made a couple of good decisions and then turned it around. It's always had to be like, no, actually, new owners have come in. Impetus. Yeah, there has to, yeah. Because look at, be. it, look at it from the look at it from the top down, right? Look at it from the cronkies down to the board, down to the down to the V nice and that stupid haircut. Yeah? Down to the down to the physios, down to the artetas, the players, the fan base. You know what's the common theme that runs from top to bottom? Everybody, most of them, right? Because I'm not part of this shit, but they're happy with mediocre. They accept it. That's why some people come on, you go on podcasts and say, Xhaka should be captain. You've accepted this. So don't come, don't go anywhere and complain about anything. You accepted it. You wanted this. You wanted to be ninth. Clearly, if this is good enough, if Hector Bellerin is good enough, Lord have mercy, I've never wanted to see it. Oh, Lord, I'm sick of him. I'm sick of the bunch. There's no player in this team at the moment under the age of 26 that I want to see wear that shirt 100%. None of them. But see, a lot of you don't accepted this. The Cronkies don't know shit about these players. Somebody at the top signed them. They weren't good enough. You accepted them. Don't come on here and say shit. Don't come on here and say nothing. Some of you plebs out there are still talking about Wojciech Szczesny. <laughs> nah, man. We've had this discussion already. Wojciech Szczesny. Wojciech Szczesny. So going backwards again. You're not learning. Szczesny and Ramsey. Szczesny and Ramsey. Going back to 2010. Aaron Ramsey. 
What the fuck has Aaron Ramsey done at Juventus? Stunk out the place, nothing, rotting away. Yeah, ankles probably just just degraded while he's sitting there on the bench. Yeah, with a winner's medal. But what the fuck did he do to earn it? Yeah, Mate, bring back Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey is one tackle away me. from retirement. It's as simple as that. I, I couldn't give a fuck about Aaron Ramsey. Fuck him. But it's the fans that think that, oh, let's bring back the crap that was a problem before because that's going to fix the problems now. <laughs> and where does that mentality come from? Right? What I just mentioned. So you go and get fucking Mikashi versus and Scalacci, yeah? And then what? A few years later, yeah, bring me David Luiz. Yeah? Who else, who else in defect? You bring me fucking Park Chu Young. As if you didn't learn from Shamak. Come on, man. Come on. Man, we were linked, we were linked yesterday with Cesar Aspilicueta. Um, oh, fuck. He'll probably oh, be the next yeah. one. He'll probably be the next one. We haven't learned from Willian, Luis, or, we, or uh, Czech. Hold on, no pots. We haven't, we haven't learned from the Yossi. It wasn't that bad. Signing an old Chelsea player. It just would not surprise me. Because it happens every year or every two years. There's always an ex-Chelsea player hanging at the door going, I'll come. We need David a right-back and a left-back. So yeah, we'll get and Alonso. Do you know what I mean? I was screaming to the top of my fucking lungs about David Luiz. Yeah, some of you were talking about, oh, he brings experience. Yeah, no experience. I remember when I think about David Luiz. 7-1, bruv. Yeah? Yeah. That's the experience I remember David Luiz being involved in. 7-1. Though he did these things for Chelsea here, bring experience to Arsenal. So you didn't learn from Czech? William Gallas? You didn't learn from these people? You went and made the same mistakes? Doing it again and again and again, not reinventing the wheel. But I'm supposed to keep on supporting this no matter what. Stressing myself over this lot? Nah, fuck off. You can get up for Chelsea in the meaningless game, but Villarreal in the semi-final. Chelsea in an actual final. Where were you? Nowhere. And some of you fans who were screaming to the top of your lungs then are now coming on podcasts accepting this bullshit. Fuck you, lot, man. I'm done. I'm <laughs> done, but I'm, I'm done. I'm tired and I'm sick of talking about Arsenal Football Club, man. Until this club starts to wake up and starts to reflect fans like me, who goes crazy, who actually gives a fuck, I'm not giving, my, I'm not giving another ounce of my energy to these people. You come back to me when you start to care about Arsenal Football Club. Yeah? You come back to me when I actually see some changes on the pitch. When I see players who actually want to play for the club. Yeah? Who actually want to put 110% for the club. Not the Obama Yanks of this world who signs a new contract that disappears with that stupid haircut. The Lacazettes. Yeah? The fucking Ozils of this world. You keep bringing me these people. And yet the Leicesters can go and find gems. And I'm supposed to accept this. When Arsenal, club, when Arsenal Football Club can actually act like they've got some fucking sense, then call my number. I'm done with this shit. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think on that note, we have, yeah, I think on that note, we have gone well over what we normally do. Guys, thanks for joining me. Uh, really appreciate it. Everyone in the chat, thanks for joining in. Um, I think me and Corey have sort of half decided that we probably won't be back till next season. Is that right? Do you reckon? That's how it goes, man. 
you know, yeah, if, there's, well, if, there's we'll if, there's if there's something worth talking about, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah, we'll see at the end of the season. If there's anything worth talking about, we might be back. If not, yeah, there's probably no point till next season, is there? We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Like, we, Dan had some breaking news today, you know, with regards to the departures and stuff like that. So if things like that are happening, it's worth talking about, then I'm, I'm down to talk about it. <laughs> Unlike Manny, who's, you know... I, I'm not, I'm not quite there. Yet. I'm a, I'm fed up, like me, yeah. like a lot of people are. But just you know, I could I, I could still talk about Arsenal. Yeah. It's all good. That's <laughs> fair enough. Uh, yeah, we might we might do one at the end of the season. Then we'll do an end of season review or something. Uh, it depends if I can be asked with it, but I'll probably end up world being. So yeah, we'll do an end of season review, mate, and we'll mm-hmm. go from there. Um, probably won't be as down downbeat as this one was but i think it's stuff that needed to be said do you remember I actually, everyone got to say it i actually said to you like i wanted to be a little bit measured <laughs> with regards to like my opinion but it kind of but it's like as i started talking i was like you know what i ain't really got nothing good to say nah. you know <laughs> about it. And like I say, just yeah i think we, we just quickly like we've we've had a we've our record against the top six ain't as bad as it's been previously um, if you were to look at, look at some positives and stuff, but we balanced that out with like our home record has been absolutely worse than it's ever been. Um, you know, where we couldn't, we couldn't put a win, couldn't get a win in how much games and stuff. So yeah, too much negative, not enough positives, but, um, shit, let's, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. Probably the best thing to do in it. Let's see what happens. You never know. <laughs> Things might change after as soon as the season finishes, you might hear loads of news and things might just go up in the air. So we just don't know, do we? I'm, yeah, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to end on a positive note. I'm trying to end on yeah, a positive note. We, you we are, might no, get yeah, a new yeah. owner at the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're trying to be so, positive. We're trying to be positive. <laughs> it's just not working. And I think the best comment on the uh, chat here is this one here when, was talking to him, when Manny was talking about Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> just laughing sentiment I know he's changed his name but it's why not sentiment thanks for joining us again mate um, he's always here <laughs> always joins us doesn't he yeah big Loves up sentiment and like I say on that note I think we're going to have to end it there because it's getting it's getting on a bit now and I think Corey was meant to go out about an hour ago yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah you just I know I love you guys you know I give you um, my overtime committed this is it, this is it. <laughs> right that's it from the Friday Ass. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining. This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter at The Ask Brothers. Get all our content on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Ask Brothers. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button.